1: Hello. Right, before we get going, today with some of the funniest stories you've ever sent us, is our Steph, who's after begging a quick favour off you.
2: So there's a slim chance, right, that we might get an award for this podcast. Now, I know you're probably thinking, you're having a laugh, aren't you? Well... We could do it with your help. So basically, if you go to the website, BritishPodcastAwards.com, click on vote and then type in our podcast name, not bad for a Monday. You can vote for us in the Listener's Choice Awards Uh, and it'd be proper nice if you did that. I mean, if you can't be arsed, that's fine as well. You can just carry on listening to the podcast every week. Yeah, or if you think we're shit and you want to vote for someone else, that's fine too. You can just carry on listening to us because we really appreciate that anyway. But if you did want to
3: help us win an award, that'd be smashing. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Hi, how are you? Claire, what are you doing? Oh, that's too, it's just too bright. Sorry, the light. The light.
1: It's got a bit of a prison cell police interrogation interrogation unit. Do you want us to confess (laughs) to something, Claire? (laughs)
3: Yeah. What's on your head for first, Steph?
1: What is on your head, Steph? What is a trident? Is it a fork? Is it cutlery?
3: <laughs> it does look like it could be the end of a
2: fork, doesn't it? No, this is my crown. Because it's, it was my birthday at the weekend. And uh, so I was given a birthday crown because, let's face it, birthday lockdowns are shit. And my family thought it would be nice to give me a birthday crown. But the main thing is, is that it holds back my ever-growing hair, which obviously still haven't been able to get it cut yet. So this is the only way I can see you. Because it actually works as a brilliant headband. So there That's we are. Brilliant. So I'm forever wearing a crown. I put the bins out wearing the crown the other day. And the neighbours all commented on it. So I have just thought, actually, I'm going to go with this. I like it. I would be full on Shetland pony without this crown.
1: The full Shetland.
2: And let's face it, I do suit a crown. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Claire, how are you, love? I'm all right. I'm a, I'm a bit tired today. I'm not, not going to lie, guys. Lockdown took its toll today. So are we not
2: loving lockdown anymore? Oh, we don't you worry. We still love lockdown. <laughs> we still love it. I tell you what, I have worked bloody hard on this bloody podcast this week.
1: Why is that, Queen Steph?
2: <laughs> so I came down off my throne uh, <laughs> to put out a tweet about job interviews. Oh, my God. We've had over 300 stories about Forgetting. funny things that have happened to the point where... I only have an alert on my phone for that email account, and it has been going bing, bing, bing,
3: bing, bing. Honestly, woke up in the
2: middle of the night to one-off David. Woke up several hours later to one-off Jean. Honestly, I
1: <laughs> literally. I was wondering who's one-off David. <laughs> Is this some kind of weird nickname? <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night and there was one-off Dave. Oh, <laughs> what's going on here?
2: No it's um, emails often. them. <laughs> So, first of all, thank you to everyone who sent them, because we've got all kinds of things. We've got wardrobe malfunctions, saying or doing something stupid because of nerves, misunderstanding the question you've been asked, and then on the flip side, loads of the people who do interviews have sent their funny things that have happened. Oh, that's um, that in inter- Yeah, they've seen interviewees do. I've got stories involving dead legs, false teeth, Candidate mix-ups, Brussels sprouts, you name it, we've got so many.
1: So what you're saying is this episode's going to last four hours? (laughs) Yeah.
2: So because of that, I've been very diligent and categorised all the messages into different topics And so I'm going to break it down and we're going to have a theme for the next couple of weeks. We'll see how many we get out of it. We're definitely going to get at least two or three because we've... And they are funny. So this isn't just to pad things out. This is because they are genuinely brilliant. Uh, So this episode is all about the mishaps. So it's the accidental things that have happened on your way in and out of an interview or during it, that isn't necessarily your fault or it's just an accident dental thing that you've been involved in. What do you feel about that, guys? Love it. But I want to start with one of my favourites, and this is a really common thing. So this is Kirsty from Leeds who says, my friend sat through her interview with her legs crossed, opposite a table behind which were five interviewers. By the end of the interview, she had a dead leg but didn't realise until she stood up and fell over. (laughs) Five faces peered over the desk and she said, I'll have to stay here until the feeling comes back, she said. (laughs) Ten minutes of small talk later, she was able to get up and leave
3: the room. That is so funny. Did they bring the next person in? No, they couldn't, could they? That happened to me on a date once. <gasps> Did it? Yes. So I sometimes sit, as I'm doing now, I suppose, I mean, I'm trying to get my back comfy, but I sit sometimes and I just kind of, I get comfy quite quickly. So I'd been in this bar and it was a really funky bar and I had my, I had like a leg tucked under. So, you know, when you kind of sit, I don't know, Jeff, you might not, but you, you, girls sometimes sit with their legs up and kind of, you still kind of hopefully look cool. So I'm sitting there. And then obviously the drinks were... Would... <laughs> she doesn't mean like legs up behind a red or anything. She no, just means like Obviously not. <laughs> Jeff is now trying to sit with his knee up. And so we get we it comes to leaving the bar and we get up. <laughs> we get up to walk away. And then he's standing there waiting for me to move. And I was like, Oh my god, I've got I've got such a dead leg. This is awful. And I was like, no, no, you go on, go on. You can you can weave your way through the crowd type thing. <laughs> and I literally like, I was up and down, You know when you're walking? I couldn't, I couldn't walk properly. So my other leg was dropping every time I tried to put it down. And then I walked past this... Oh, I remember this group of girls and they were so cool from the air, like a couple of years above us. And I was just like, oh God, this is so embarrassing. So I really tried to, like, style it out. But I, luckily I didn't have to lie down on the floor. Otherwise that would have been really weird in the bar. And I would have been dumped pretty quickly. If you'd have been, if you'd have fallen over. I'd have had to make a scene.
1: So did he just leave you in the end because you he, he took so long to drag no, your
3: I was leg cool about through. it i was cool i made him go in front i was clever i was cool about it this
2: is really common though so um caroline on twitter said it happened to her friend as well he got up at the end of the interview after crossing his legs and just fell over <laughs> um and <laughs> and deborah had a similar thing to I you claire my- she's like that happened to me when I stood up my leg was dead. I had to walk down a flight of stairs in front of my interviewers, grabbing onto the handrail, making weird howling noises with
3: every step. <laughs> that is so funny. I've got I've got a, You would just be mortified. Of course you would. You'd be But the thing is, I have a I have a problem in that I would make something of this. I would talk everybody through what I was doing because I'm stupid like that. You know, when you kind of you make a scene, you, you're you embarrassed, but actually you make sure everyone in the room knows that you're embarrassed, but you have a bit crack about it. I wouldn't get hired on that yeah. reason. They'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ, we need to get her out. You know what I mean? Well, I, I think that show the way you handle it shows a lot about
2: you, though, doesn't it? Because both of these people, actually all three of these people who've told us these stories got the job.
3: There you go. It shows a bit of uh, personality. Yeah,
2: exactly. Gary says, I once got cramp in the middle of an interview. It was so bad, I jumped up in pain, hopping around in a suit, clutching my calf. The two interviewers just sat their mouths open while I'm rubbing my calf... Oh Can I just add, You do. I
3: love this.
1: Is this first is this first episode all about people who've had muscle cramps in an interview? <laughs> how many categories have you got? This
3: this must be <laughs> comic cuz people people are so stressed before they go into an interview. They're so nervous that they forget to think about anything like Do I sit comfortably? You're so busy thinking about what you're saying and doing.
1: And the the adrenaline's pumping and you don't... Yeah,
3: yeah, Yeah, you're not like... And also, the other
2: thing where nerves really get to you is when you're like first going in and when you're leaving as well. So Rosemary says... I'm a wheelchair user and at the end of the interview I reversed, hitting a filing cabinet, I knocked a plant pot off and it fell on my head and I was covered in soil. (laughs) (laughs) The worst thing is, I was the only one who
3: laughed and I didn't get off of the job. No. Didn't. No. I mean, you can't give someone a job just for being clumsy, but... Yes, you can. No, you can't. I mean, I probably would. I love people who can just show a bit of personality. Oh, bless her!
2: I know because, it, like you say, when you're nervous, you just you, you just want to get out of there mm-hmm. when the interview's done, don't you? And you just and I've got loads more like that. Uh, Gemma's has sent a story about her wife after an interview at a school. She's a teacher. The interviewer was walking in front of her, goes through a door but doesn't quite hold it open enough so it hits my wife. The interviewer said to her, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean for the door to smack you in the face. My wife replies, oh, don't worry, that's okay, I've had worse things in
3: my face. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just, sorry, in the midst... Nothing to say, Jeff. Has
1: your ear turned into a torch? Claire,
3: what's going on? What happened to Claire? Jeez, oh, it's in our eyes again. It's the bloody new phone. I've knocked, I've knocked. <laughs> oh, no, no, my no, God, no, no, it's no, no. another no. new phone. No, a
2: Jeff it's a the burner. same it's phone. It's a new
3: phone, What, I don't know what I've done. How have I... Are there, how have I done that?
2: I don't know, but I'm going to be having some type of epileptic fit uh, by yeah. the end of
3: this. Done it. Jesus.
2: <laughs> um. Mm, sorry. Fiona said... We interviewed and appointed a lad who crashed his car on the way out of the car park after his interview. The broken parts of his brake light were left on his desk for a number
3: of months. Oh, honestly, there's an act... At least he got the job. I just
1: can't believe... What was her name again? In the wheelchair, didn't she? With a plant pot.
3: Rosemary. Rosemary.
1: Oh, Rosemary. You should have got that job. i had have given you that job every day of the week. Oh,
2: totally. I actually messaged her back and said, I think you should have got the job. And also, it reminded me of the time when um, Nikki Fox, who I worked with on Watchdog, um, she had just done an interview on the Six O'Clock News and she needed to get off the set in a wheelchair. And she was reversing off the set while Fiona Bruce was reading the next introduction, oh. but she hadn't turned her reverse beepers <laughs> off, so while Fiona Bruce was reading the next headline, all you could hear is beep, 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 and it's Nikki Fox <laughs> reversing, reversing off the set. Vehicle oh. is reversing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, she's brilliant. She has some of the best she's stories lovely, ever from all the she's chaos lovely. she's caused. Yeah, she's class. Um, so, I want to tell you this one from Cheryl. This is a bit longer, but it's worth it because it's very funny. Come on, Chesa. <laughs> so, Cheryl says, I was being interviewed for a system role at Merlin in Poole in Dorset. I obviously had done my homework and knew that Merlin owned several companies such as Alton Towers, Warwick Castle and Madame Swords." I entered the building and went to the reception and explained I had a job interview and gave the name of the individual I was meeting. I took a seat in the waiting room and from the corner of my eye I noticed a gentleman sitting there, cross-legged, basically staring into space. Now obviously it's always difficult when you're going for an interview and I politely nodded to him and didn't get any reaction whatsoever. Time moved on, I glanced across and smiled again and I got no response and by then I started to think that I recognised this person. Well, to cut to the chase, time moved again, and I finally realised that I did recognise this person, and it was actually Ken Livingstone. And he wasn't waiting for an interview. He was a waxwork dummy, obviously, from Madam <laughs> Tussauds. No! I'm so glad that I didn't actually speak to him, but I did wonder how many people had actually gone into that reception and tried to hold a conversation with him. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> But I love all these things that we do when, you know, again, it comes back to nerves. So David says, not the worst, I'm sure, but I managed to get locked between two layers of glass doors when going in for an interview. It was after work, so the staff were all leaving for the day in quite a grand building in Manchester. I slipped in the first door as someone else came out, only to find that there was another glass door also with a code and nobody about. I waited for someone else to come, but when they didn't, I had to ring the interviewer and tell them I was stuck in the vestibule. I didn't get the job.
1: But I think that's a bit unfair. I mean, presumably there were other reasons he didn't get the job. (laughs) But it's a bit... Do you remember Men in Black when Will Smith, they're all sitting around at the job interview and they're all having to write on uh, really thin paper with sharp pencils, and there's one really heavy table, and he drags it over. And the whole point of it wasn't about writing. It was about showing the resourcefulness to drag the table over. And so he got the job. Ringing up the person who's about to interview and say, hey, mate, I'm I'm stuck in the vestibule. Any chance you can come and let us out? That shows initiative.
2: Oh, yeah, no, I agree. That's probably not why he didn't get the job, but... I don't know, you know. It is that thing. I don't know. It could have totally knocked
3: him. Yeah, I think, I think some things like this are not testing, but it does kind of show your intelligence a little bit. I got lost once going for a job. I, got, I had to travel in a car in Northumberland and then got to the grounds of the place and couldn't bloody find the entrance. How embarrassing. I'm sure I didn't get the job for that reason. It was a beautiful country estate. It was gorgeous and I just couldn't find the bloody door, the right door. There was loads of doors. I just couldn't find the right one. Well, you will love this story from Charlotte then.
2: Right. So Charlotte says, I have a bit of a reputation for being notoriously bad at interviews. <laughs> the anxiety gets too much for me and I undoubtedly say or do stupid things. My colleagues have convinced me to send this story into you as it's one of their favourites. I totally love the fact um, her colleagues have encouraged her to send us <laughs> her story. Right. <laughs> She says, when I was about 24 years old, I was desperately trying to get my foot on the ladder of a really competitive career. I managed to secure a job interview for what I thought would be my dream job. I got through the interview fine, but already I had a sense that the job wasn't mine. As the interview ended, I stood up and went to leave. And as I turned, I noticed that there were two doors next to each other. I headed for the one I was certain I'd just come through, but instead ended up backing into a very dark stationary cupboard. (gasps) <gasps> I stood in the cupboard for a couple of seconds to gather myself Before the realisation hit that there was no other way out Than for me to go back out of the cupboard into the interview room <laughs> I exited the cupboard to find the interview panel still sat in their seats just staring at the cupboard door while I laughed and said, Oh, that's, that's so a cupboard that is. I love as that. As if they didn't already Did you, know. Do you
3: think, though, so? as the interviewer, you would get up and go, <laughs> Do you know what, Charlotte? You've gone through the wrong door, but do you know what? You've given us a good little giggle. Are exactly. you all right? Come or, on out. Or if
1: there are only two doors, maybe pull no, a a sign No, I'd stay up there
2: until everyone left the room and then one. come out, or wait, wait until someone comes and then lets me out of the room, maybe. What would you do, Claire?
3: <laughs> the lights come on again. Oh, Claire's turned the bloody blood torch right. on again. And how
2: I'm doing it? Right, Claire is currently unable to turn the torch off on her phone, and is currently blinding us at regular intervals. I'm going to have a bloody migraine by the end of this.
1: But I'd, without wishing to uh, start any more rumours from the Daily Express, me and you, Steph, do you remember we spent some time in a stationary cupboard together oh. recently?
2: Oh yes, we did, didn't we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we did. You know, we were in a, a small yeah. stationary cupboard in a school, and we were interviewing a teacher. We were meant to be interviewing this teacher about maths, but all Steph could talk about we were at all the various treats she could spot on the, on the shelves. Know. Hey, the she had, well, and the well
2: this is Jeff. This is your obsession about the ambience and like creating the right radio sound, isn't it? And so there we are in the stationary cupboard, and all I could see were like bags of Whisper Bites and fruitella and I was thinking, if Ooh. I. Had I've known as a little kid that in my teacher's stationery cupboard, maybe a couple of shelves too high for me to see, but, hey, I would find means and ways, that they were sweets. Oh, man, school would have been a
3: whole different place. A whole different place?
1: In my, in my day, it would have been
2: Spangles <laughs> Oh,
3: Spangles. What were they again? Were they? What were they? What were they? they did what? they become opal fruits? What were Spangles again? Oh, oh! oh you're <laughs> so young and
1: so naive. No, Opal fruits were always opal fruits, and then they became Starburst. Spangles just disappeared. They were just this, these clear, colourful um, crystals oh. of sugar. They were fabulous. Well, they weren't really fabulous, but they, they hold a special place in the hearts of <laughs> 70s kids for some unknown reason, like curly Um
2: Claire's currently lying down, by the way. Oh. Anyway. Uh, the pregnancy <laughs> has taken its toll on her, on her back. <laughs> I give up.
1: I thought, I thought it was all the talk of the yeah. sweets and the food.
2: <laughs> I love food. Uh, listen, a very long time ago, I went for an interview for a job working with young people in care. There I was, all dressed up in my smart skirt suit. I never even ever wear skirts normally. And high heels, striding confidently to my interview. And lo and behold, my heel got caught in the drain and I went flying. Oh. Now that is not unusual for me, as clumsy is my middle name but i briskly picked myself up and went for the interview little did i know my tumble was in full view of the office where the interview was to take place i did the interview with blood trickling uh. down my <gasps> leg no i know she got the job though she worked there for over 30 years oh, and wow. her boss who became her friend never let her forget it she said uh, he confessed later that he and the other interviewers were laughing hysterically at her fall, which sort of paved the way for a successful and thoroughly enjoyable career within social care. <laughs> oh, that's good, isn't it? Oh, what a I love brilliant that story. What a lovely oh, story! Oh, love that's
1: brilliant. But why yeah,
2: again? What you do? You sat there, and you've got blood trickling down your leg. What do you do? Do you like try and sort it out? Do you just leave it?
1: This is the um, the only thing that I would say that's quite annoying about interview situations. Often interviewers, it seems to me, the power suddenly goes to the head. They wear little crowns on the head made out of tinfoil by the look of it, Steph. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the human thing to do in that situation would be, you know, you've had a chuckle. Perhaps, but when they come in, say, "Oh, we saw you fall down. Are you all right?" Instead of acting all lofty and then oh, and not mentioning no. it, and just <laughs> you've just got blood coming down a leg. You, you, your first, nah. your first human reaction is. Are you all right? Do we need? Can we get you something before we start? Instead of cutting straight to the crap questions to make themselves feel bloody important, like what are you worst at? <laughs> What's your biggest weakness? Tripping and,
3: over in high heels is
1: hers. You know all those crap questions, interview questions. We could do a we could do a whole episode on bloody crap interview questions that you had to bloody fence off when all you want to do is turn up and say, "Look, I'm good at doing this. Can I do this? You don't need to know about all my bloody past foibles and <laughs> things I'm not very good at. Thank you very much." <laughs> Jeff's Rant of the Podcast. <laughs> what, it's, I remember going How for a job. How did you know,
3: though, that they didn't ask her, Jeff? They might well, have she, have she said just said. They didn't tell her
1: yeah. until years later. Yeah, she just said. They went straight oh, into, oh despot mode.
3: It's an awkward one, It's an awkward one, isn't it?
2: Listen to what happened to Nicola. I've had quite a few interview mishaps in my time, but by far the worst was when I accidentally knocked a six-foot painting off the wall (gasps) as I was walking down the stairs. The interview was at the House of St Barnabas, a charity members club in Soho Square, dead posh-like. I really wanted the job and I was really nervous. After the main part of the interview, I was walking down the stairs with the CEO and someone started walking up. I stepped aside to let them pass and my bag knocked into the painting, which happened to be of a naked woman, (gasps) and it crashed to the ground. Everyone turned round. The CEO gasped and someone came rushing up the stairs to grab hold of it. How awful is that? I said, do you want me to hang it back up? And they were all like, no, absolutely not. The worst part is that the whole place is covered in really valuable original artworks. Damien Hurst had donated paintings from his personal collection and some <gasps> were paintings from up-and-coming artists that were being auctioned off to raise money. So it wasn't just a print. It was an original, potentially very valuable oil painting on a six-foot canvas. It was very embarrassing. I didn't get the job. Lots of love. Nicola Clumsy off,
3: Ransom. <laughs> Oh, Nicola, you had a lucky escape, I think.
1: But it's something about the nerves, isn't it? The adrenaline's rushing. It's such a heightened moment that you you're more clumsy. Mm-hmm. Everything's just in focus somehow. It's it's a such a terrifying, dreadful yeah. experience.
2: And you don't react the way you normally would, no, do you? Not like at you totally. kind of, of panic you don't. and think, no, no. And yeah, because one of the things I want to talk about on the next episode is like how you can't, you try and be this like cleverer and posher version of yourself and you can end up saying things that you oh, don't completely. actually normally say in real life.
3: Completely. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that next week. Do you think sometimes, you know, when you need a drink of water or you think, you just, oh my God, I've just done it myself. I've forgotten what I was going to say. And that's what I was going to say about the interview when you forget what you're going to say.
2: Yeah, and your mind goes just blank.
3: It. Yeah, your mind goes blank, just like that, just did. And also, when you go a little bit high pitched, your voice isn't quite the same as your usual voice. Do you know what I mean? Because you're yeah. so you're so full of yeah.
1: And and related yeah. to that is the whole thing about people lying in interviews as well or stretching the truth. Oh,
2: we've got a few of them. Oh, we've got yes. a few of them. They're crackers. I'm Love saving that. them though. Um, I want to know how you would handle what Ellie, what happened to Ellie in her interview, right? So I went for my first job interview out of uni. It was for a pharmaceutical company. Mm -hmm. I was at uni in Liverpool, but the head office for the company was down in Slough.
1: Oh, I went to Liverpool.
2: Very good, Jeff. Sorry. Totally, no one gives a shit. (laughs) Um, So the head office for the company was in Slough. Obviously, quite a big difference between Liverpool and Slough. So she decided to stay in a travel lodge. Anyway, long story short, I was in the interview, it was going well, and then my overnight bag started to vibrate and sounded really suspicious. It wasn't anything bad, it was just my electric toothbrush. But for some reason, I was so caught up in the interview, I didn't just say, ah, that's my electric toothbrush, I'll turn it off. I just carried on and ignored it, making it seem even more like it was a massive vibrator going off (laughs) in my bag. (laughs) At the end of the interview, the interviewer said, thanks for your time, we'll be in touch, but you've obviously got bigger things to be dealing with at the moment. (laughs)
3: Stop! (laughs) That is so funny. You know what I, I... You know What would you do? So I probably would have totally made reference to the fact that it was an electric toothbrush, but absolutely not a vibrator. So even if it wasn't in their minds, that's what I would say. No, Claire, I can guarantee
2: that's not what you would do. Do you <laughs> what know what you'd do? do? You'd say something to try and cover <laughs> it and then make it sound worse. You'd probably say, oh, look at that big vibration in my bag. And then, <laughs> do you remember when your time, you, we talked about this on one of the first podcasts, when you touched your boss's leg by accident or you thought you had and you said, what a big leg you've got. Yes.
3: Yeah, you're right. I what I would do. <laughs> it's Yeah. Oh, no. Nah. I love that story, though, because again, brilliant. it comes back
2: to in, in a normal situation, you would just turn open your bag and turn it off but you feel like every single tiny thing you're doing is being judged the way you're sitting mm-hmm. you know these people who cross their legs and get dead legs they probably don't sit with their legs crossed but they probably yeah. think mm-hmm. that looks more professional yeah. so we do things that are so out of our comfort zone which is why in job interviews you never really see a true person do you you just yeah. see this like hypertense version
1: hypertense and then but also if- also they've prepped You've read the best techniques and what questions to expect. And then your bag starts vibrating. You didn't account for that. That wasn't in your <laughs> prep,
2: was it? What do I do with that? I've got exactly. nothing. <laughs> and then, right, Caroline says, I've got two more stories for you. Caroline says, I went for a job interview as a deputy head in a school. It was a two-day process and I was invited to the second day and had to do a presentation. On arrival, I sat outside the room and decided I ought to nip to the loo. I did what I needed to do and then straightened myself down and thought, I can do this. I went to open the door and the lock broke. There was no way the door was opening. It was the normal girls' toilets, because, of course, she was in a school, and all the students were in lessons. I tried to get on the floor and shimmy underneath mm. into the next toilet. But at six foot tall, the dimensions made it impossible. Plus, you'd be worried about getting way on you, wouldn't you, if you were rubbing yourself against the floor to get out anyway she doesn't say that that was just my added thought um I was panicking (laughs) as I knew my allocated time was in a couple of minutes so I had to test my way on the toilet roll holder and hoist myself over the top into the next toilet a small gap between top and ceiling and in my best bib and tucker the adrenaline had kicked in at this point I really wanted the job so she did, she managed to get into the interview. And then when they asked her, they said, How are you doing? She was like, no. Oh, I've just been stuck in the toilet. <laughs> see, that
1: brilliant. I love that.
2: Yeah. That's initiative. But yeah. Caroline has oh, had previous on the toilet front because a couple of weeks earlier, She'd been on a pack train from Manchester, obviously before lockdown, with a three-year-old um, child who wanted the toilet. And it was one of those big automatic doors, um, you know, well away from the toilet seat. You yeah, know the ones, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. She, so obviously the three-year-old wouldn't go to the toilet straight away. So Caroline said, if I went for a wee, would you? So she sat down, pants at her ankles... And then the little kid went over and pressed the <laughs> automatic door open. <laughs> <The> door <laughs> opened, and, and she can't couldn't reach grab either, it. Can you? You can't go, so no. the whole carriage saw her on the loo, and her sister oh. was in the corridor screeching with laughter. Oh,
1: that
2: is brilliant. <laughs> and she said that's she great. came out of the loo and took a bow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what else can you do? Oh, what else brilliant. can you do? Oh, that is so funny. I know.
1: Right. I am off to go and watch Spotting because that has got the best interview ever in. Do you remember Spud being interviewed in Train
3: Spotting? Oh, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't remember that
1: one. Oh, that's your homework. That's your homework this weekend. Go and watch Spud getting interviewed and see the funniest job interview you'll ever see. It's fantastic.
3: Oh good, we'll have to
2: do that. Um listen, I've got one more before we go. Go on. I've got so many as well, because some of the others we're gonna do in the future is like candidate mix up, These where are somebody good. thinks yeah. that they're a different person in the interview and all that kind of jazz. We've got ones where people have totally misunderstood the question they've been asked and done something ridiculous. So we've got some crackers. And if you've got any, email us. Email. Email us. <laughs> <E-moil>. Email us. <laughs> 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 Can you tell I'm drinking wild while we're doing this? <laughs> so yeah if you've got any story ideas for us or you want to tell us about any daft job interview things that have happened to you email us at not for a monday at anyway what's this
1: story what's this story? so
2: this one is dynamite firstly please don't use my name because my wife will divorce me if she's identified Mm. Years ago my beloved went for an interview for a teaching post at a leading independent school She'd done the tour of the school, the example lesson and had lunch with a few senior teachers All was going well, despite having something of a troubled tum It's just nerves, she thought Oh no There was just the interview to go And the four candidates were put in a comfortable lounge And one by one they went for their interview before being released back into the world Finally, my wife was the last one in the room. The rumbling was getting worse, and she thought that uh, if can she I, tra- Can
1: I just stop? Can I just leave now? Because yeah. I don't want This is only going more <laughs> <worse>. <laughs> just, um, and I, Oh, honestly, oh,
2: you can't see me off camera. Oh, no. I honestly. bet you can't guess the punchline, though. I bet you can't guess it.
1: Go on, go on.
2: Finally, my wife was the last one in the room. The rumbling was getting worse, and she thought that if she just tried a little Trump, <gasps> she would be more than comfortable. Big mistake. Oh, no. Full... On chat. In a panic, she slithered and squelched oh, to no! the ladies oh, to survey goodness. the damage. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, no. It was a disaster and her drawers were beyond salvation. So she cleaned herself up as best she could and threw the offending items out of the window. Moments after she returned to the waiting room, she was called to interview. She wasn't on her best form because throughout she kept glancing out of the window to see her shitty pants had come to rest on the roof
3: right outside the headmaster's office. (laughs) Oh, God. I I have no words for this. So she'd lob
2: them out and then landed on the roof where she was doing the interview and she could see them out of the window the whole time while she's doing the interview.
3: You know... <laughs> Steph. Yeah. I, I couldn't... But for the grace of God I could not have guessed that I did not know where that was going But that wasn't where it was going Oh my God Did she get the job? She got the job Did she get the job? No, uh, did she? I wouldn't take She declined on the grounds She could never set foot in the place again Out of shame Same That I could not go back That is hilarious (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God That is so funny But watching you laugh is even funnier (laughs) <laughs> do you know what though I love that she must have gone home and told
2: her husband the whole thing oh, so like what God. an amazing relationship they have that's
1: awful I'm gagging, <laughs> <Nah>. I'm off <laughs> I
2: know, I know
1: right Steph, I'm gagging, I'm off I can't finish on that Can you give, have you got, have <laughs> you got any, more, any more that are not related to faeces
2: yeah, I've, I'm going to give you a, a totally random one that I've currently got under the headline miscellaneous, so <laughs> Morris said, there's quite a lot of teaching ones that are coming up here. Morris said, at a teaching job interview, I asked if they've ever had any problems getting placements for year 10 work experience. So this is obviously, you know, like 15-year-olds where they're trying to get them like a week's work placement or whatever. They said, no, not usually, except one girl asked if she could get a placement working with animals and we sent her to a butchers by accident.
3: (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's sackable. Sack the careers advisor.
1: Can we just do this as the awful. podcast from now on? It's just interviews. That is
3: awful.
2: <laughs> anyway, right, kids. Right. OK, good guys. It's time guys. to See take off time. my crown for another day <laughs> and rest upon <laughs> my bed with a pee somewhere amongst it.
1: You can have a pee on the bed.
2: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Good
1: night. Mm. All right. Night. See you later. Good night. ta Bye. Right, after three. One, two, three.
3: Two. two. One. Oh, shit. Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Jess, you've got to keep I these out. Honestly, I'm knackered. I know. I'm so sorry. Claire's already asleep, Jeff. Have you seen her? She's like, I haven't seen
2: her in the Zoom thing for about twenty minutes. She's been lying down.
1: I think she's just pressed a tape. She recorded it earlier in the day and she just occasionally says things (laughs) like, Yeah, that's brilliant. Really funny. (laughs) (laughs) You look great, Steph. (laughs) Jeff, you look like a dick.
3: Yeah. Oh, honestly,
1: sorry guys. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye.